So race and racism are huge issues in the world today, and there's probably nothing worse that you can be called than a racist nowadays. Um, and there's many people who feel uh, the impacts of racial ha- racial hatred. Oh, racial and, hatred. Yeah, that's, no, sorry, not my wife. wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so today's topic revolves around racism um, and specifically critical race theory. Yeah. Um, and so in the next couple of weeks, we're going to get into a lot of these critical theories. Um, and so b- before we do that, Brandon, could you just explain to us what exactly are critical theories? Yeah, it's, it's kind of a complicated idea. But basically, these, these theories are focused on critiquing society to reveal unknown or hidden assumptions or biases. And, and they kind of sh- want to show how society is off base and needs to change. And typically, right. they're focused on changing society through some sort of big revolution. So it's not just, oh, hey, we need to kind of update the Constitution or something. <laughs> it's we need to throw out the Constitution, we need to throw out these laws yeah. because the entire system was built on some bad foundation. Right. Um, and in many of these, as you'll, because we're talking about a few of these, um, they kind of sound like academic conspiracy theories hmm. because that's kind of what they are. Yeah. As if there's some sort of force out there that is is kind of directing things or some sort of mastermind, some sort of shadowy you. group. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like Illuminati per se, but it's it's as if, well, everything is just evil, but they can't really pinpoint what it is. Right. So it's very strange. And we got to be thoughtful as we approach these topics because a lot of them are going to claim to do things that, well, how can we argue with, right? Yeah. Fighting racism, making sure laws are racially... Mm-hmm equitable, all these things that just sound so good. Mm-hmm. So we have to be discerning as Christians and be wise and look into it and say, well, does this actually do what it says to, that it does? Exactly. If not, and if it does the opposite, mm-hmm. then of course we're going to reject it. Yeah. Right? So yeah. That's, that's kind of, we'll, we'll get into a lot of them. Yeah, that's good. But let's look at critical race theory specifically. So this is obviously a, a critical theory that focuses on race and racism. And of course, we're all aware that there's big issues regarding race in American history, in totally. our culture today, our, our, there's a lot of people in our past that have sinned, mm-hmm. and I'm sure even now there's a lot of people that are, are racist. Right. Um, but slavery and segregation are these big issues that we've seen in the past. And so much of critical race theory, or we'll just call it CRT for short, mm-hmm. is focused on ending structures of white supremacy. So it, it claims a few things. So one thing it claims is that race is a social construct. Okay. So the idea of different races was made up and it was made up specifically so that white people could have supremacy and power over other ethnicities. Right. So that so all the, like the, the culture that we have, the society we have is constructed in a way to favor and help white people and to hurt black or other minorities. Okay. Um, and it developed first as an, an area of the study of law. Hmm that focused on, you know, how the law was applied racially. So differences in, you know, uh, sentencing or differences in, you know, the very famous one is like crack cocaine versus powder cocaine. Right. Well, this system was set up. Now, interestingly enough, as you know, those laws, the harsher laws against crack cocaine, which were more prevalent in the black society, was actually instituted by black congresspeople. But that what they would claim is that these kinds of things are designed by white people, usually white men, where that's kind of the boogeyman, yeah. to perpetuate white supremacy. And so even when white people have allowed 
for freedom because it'll mm-hmm. be the counter will be well look at all the freedoms that mm-hmm. minorities now have and all the equality well they'll say well white folks have only allowed freedom to minorities when it's benefited them mm-hmm. and allowed them to keep perpetuating their systems of oppression and supremacy right so even if there's maybe not laws on the books that um specifically mention people of a certain race mm-hmm. there's still these laws that work against people of a certain race is, is the claim for sure and yeah. and of course you know the the, the generations long you know inequity will be pointed to if if, if you were to say well the laws are, are equal they'll mm-hmm. say well but look at past redlining or look at you know right. um, slavery or the impacts of that over generations mm-hmm. it, it says essentially that racism is everywhere all the time yeah like yeah. you have to kind of prove something is not racist it'll yeah. assume anything <laughs> and everything is yeah. racist and that's where you get these pretty outlandish articles of like is math racist or is yeah. you know uh, what we, I mean you you name it. There's been an article written by some yeah. weird outlet about you can you can find those coffee there. is okay. coffee. I think Absolutely. I sent you that one. I sent yeah. you to Keith that one. That coffee is racist. So um, CRT seeks to completely change the legal order of America, the constitutional order, mm-hmm. um, and use that as an attempt to solve racism. Mm-hmm. So this is obviously very tied to intersectionality, and so you can see the video on that to, to address that in more detail. And sometimes these use these these uh, terms, critical race theory, intersectionality, are used interchangeably, but they do refer to slightly different things. So our video on intersectionality will help with that. Um, okay. But you know, basically, this kind of started in the academy. Is okay. kind of what we saw. Gotcha. And so, how has this affected you know our culture at large? Yeah, that's a great question because some people think, well, CRT has kind of it, they'll just say it's a legal theory. Yeah. Like, well, what are you talking Just about? Do you, you, you go to law school? What are you even talking about? Mm-hmm. And it's really disingenuous for, I think, most people that say that. Not all. Some mm-hmm. people are just kind of naive. Yeah. But clearly, this way of thinking, even though it started in the academy, it's overflowed Seeped into in other areas of life. Yeah. Just like yeah. postmodernism, we can say, oh, I mean, come on. Are you Are you reading Michel Foucault? Do you even know? It? Well, everything in our culture is influenced yeah. by postmodernism. And the same with critical race theory. You'd be naive to think it's not right. trickled down into our culture. So we see this, oh man, in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And of course, I mean, you're seeing it. Even these kind of like ideas like um, being given to kids and kid shows oh, and totally. stuff too. It's like, whoa, what in the world? So maybe, you know, the parent doesn't know anything about this stuff, but your kids are learning about it if they're yeah. watching some of this stuff. And there was that clip from that Disney show, The Proud Family, yeah. right? Where they're yeah. actually handing, uh, you know, it's like, you need to read this book. And it's a copy of, it's a picture of Robin DiAngelo's um, White Fragility, yeah. which mm-hmm. is one of the, the key books, the bestsellers in the realm of critical race theory. Yeah. So, you know, a kid, a kid's show, but mm-hmm. even in, you know, indirect, subtle ways, we see it happening. So like... Yeah. For example, the crimes that the news tends to focus on, yeah, they tend to pick because right, selection bias is the thing. They pick certain th- crimes, certain stories yep. that they think are going to push forward a narrative. Yeah, so they'll generally ignore um, any story where it's a black on black crime or white on white or mm-hmm. a black person attacking a white person yeah. because well that might just perpetuate racism. Mm-hmm. But instead, they'll focus disproportionately on crimes where a white person attacks a minority. Right. Right. Or a cop attacks a minority. So that's where you're going to get the outrage. That's where you're going to get mm-hmm. the ratings and all that. And I'm sure some mm-hmm. some of them, like in the media, have good intentions. They think, well, we need, mm-hmm. to, we need to highlight this so that we can help dismantle racism. Mm-hmm. The problem is when you keep focusing on those things, you keep stoking up division and hatred. Yeah. <clears throat> and people believe that 
Mm-hmm. If I go outside, I'm going to get, you know, killed by someone because yeah. everyone out there hates me. Yeah. It's, it's truly, and I've, I've had conversations with people that they've said that, right? Yeah. I mean, look at the hatred of police mm-hmm. as if every single person in police or in the police is an evil person. Yeah. Right. So obviously after George Floyd, this was in vogue for a little while mm-hmm. was uh, a cab. Right. Right. Which, which is kind of an acronym to say that all cops are bad. We'll just kind of edit the word there. Um, and this hatred of, of saying every single person in this job is evil mm-hmm. is, is a horrendous and yeah. inexcusable thing that it some can, even pr- professing Christians participated in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, then you, you have people mad at cops who had nothing to do with that situation and everything. And yeah, it's just they're punishing one person for the sins of another. Like, yeah. It's crazy. And there are plenty of legitimate critiques of law enforcement. Yeah. There's plenty of things oh, yeah. that we could say, here's how, you know, how can we, uh, you know, change our practices in America, but we should, as Christians, unequivocally condemn someone who says every person in this broad group right. is evil. Because that and almost sounds like racism. Yeah, it would be partiality, yes. right, in the biblical yeah. sense, when we'll get there. But um, another place you see it in culture is the racial quotas, mm-hmm. right? The Academy for Motion Pictures recently said, if you want to get nominated for an Oscar, right. you have to have a certain number of ethnicities, you know, of minorities. Yeah. doesn't matter. You could have zero white people, right? But if you don't have enough minority people, mm-hmm. you can't win an award. Yeah. So like, you know, Saving Private Ryan could never win an award because it's only white males. Right. So you have to have trans or gay or, you know, black people, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So that is very crazy, right? Yeah. That we're actually requiring people to have racial quotas in different industries. It's more and more common. Like you said, in school, kids are being taught to dismantle whiteness or yeah. to repent of their white privilege. Yeah. That they're born somehow with some sort of indwelling original sin mm-hmm. of their skin color. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. kind of stuff is happening more and more. I, I mean, th- this stuff really, it just a, is a religion to people, yeah. right? Totally, like, totally. Yeah. So you have to purge yourself mm-hmm. of the evil that you were born with if you mm-hmm. have the wrong skin color. Um, you hear all sorts of things referred to as white supremacy. And, and one of the unintended consequences is that I think... On the other side of the political spectrum, many people tune out something that could actually be racist. Right. So, uh, you right. know, because people do still, people are still sinful. People do evil things all the time. Mm-hmm. So when an actual racist incident yeah. happens, people have just heard, you know, in any given day, they've already heard 10 times that mm-hmm. this or that is racist. Yeah. And so they begin to tune out actual evil because of how commonplace this kind of accusation is. So there's all kinds of because yeah, you're just the boy who cried wolf at that yeah. point, you know? So then when something does show up, it's like, ah, well, whatever. whatever. I doubt yeah. it because all the other things weren't true. Yeah, so. which is why we have to value yeah. truth. Yes, yeah. Well, um, yeah, no, that's great stuff. So how do we as Christians respond to something like this? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Because there, there are, I mean, I think there are scriptural commands or guidelines that we can use to to combat this. So, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is pretty basic, right? If you define CRT correctly and clearly, mm-hmm. according to what the proponents of CRT actually say about it, yep. um, then a lot of this becomes, some of it's in the realm of common sense. So, so one, one thing though, I think we could start off with is we could start off with a point of agreement. Okay. So the, the clear point of agreement here is that race is a social construct. 
So this idea that there's a white race and a black race and a Latino race is not true. And the language does matter. Because yeah. maybe uh, you're saying this and you're con- I'm saying this and you're confused. Uh, there are ethnicities, right. but there's one human race. Yeah. And so I think that language does matter. I think it matters that we refer to things accurately. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible says, right, uh, um, Paul says in Acts 17, 26, it says, God made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth. So Paul here clearly believes that there was Adam, right? Yep. Adam was that first man and everyone comes from him. Now, so a lot of people that say, well, you know, I believe in evolution. There's no like one common ancestor. Right. The Bible contradicts that. We could have a different conversation about that. Mm-hmm. But the, the implications of that are serious. Mm-hmm. If there is one source for humanity, mm-hmm. it means that we're all in the image of God the same way. We're all basically of the same essence, right? We come from the same root. Yeah. Now, the way that a lot of science in the 19th century, 20th century, started to say that, well, we have different you know, evolutionary uh, kind of paths, mm-hmm. right? So this was a good excuse to be racist because if you know, black people evolved from this kind of branch and mm-hmm. white people from here, well, they would say, well, white people are better. They're you know, more intelligent and black people are lesser. And so that was an excuse for saying multiple races, therefore we don't have to treat them the same. Right, right. So the Bible contradicts that. There's not a separation of this. Uh, of humanity in this way. But there are also many points of disagreement. So we can agree with that, and we can be fine in saying we agree with that, but let's be clear about the disagreements. First, Christians should reject CRT because of its incessant focus on skin color. Right. It's not a good thing to focus to an undue degree on one physical characteristic Mm -hmm. that God doesn't focus on. So if you read the scripture, you'll see very, very few mentions of skin color. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. It's not important to God, mm-hmm. right? And so there's all this fight about how dark was Jesus's skin or whatever. <laughs> it's like, who cares? Yeah. Who yeah. cares? Yeah. This is ridiculous. It does mm-hmm. not matter to God. So skin color is on the same level, according to scripture, as how big your nose is or mm-hmm. what color eyes you have or how tall or short you are. These things just do, they don't have much value in terms yeah. of how God speaks to them in you scripture. Actually are. Yeah, yeah. So we should take our cues from scripture. Mm-hmm. So stop focusing so much on this. It's, it's silly. Um, second though, Christians should be wary of CRT because it's overly simplistic. Hmm. So it puts people into these broad categories without thinking about all the different historical complications and right. messiness of, of history, right? So just because someone has pale skin doesn't mean their ancestors owned slaves, for example. Right, right. right? So yeah. like, like for me, my ancestors were Irish. Mm-hmm. I mean, when the Irish came to America, they weren't exactly welcomed with open arms by everybody, yeah. right? There were yeah. signs that said no Irish people allowed. So we weren't on the side of the segregationists, mm-hmm. but, but because, you know, I am white, therefore I have to be lumped in with all the other oppressors and the white supremacy and all that. It's really silly, basic thinking. If even the word slave comes from the word for Slavs Mm -hmm. because the Romans enslaved them, right? Right. And we know that there are white people that were enslaved by blacks and Mm -hmm. whites that were enslaved by Indians and all sorts of craziness in history. So to separate the world into oppressed and oppressors based on one characteristic 
mm-hmm. is so insanely simplistic. Well, yeah, you can't look at the color of someone's skin and just think you know their entire like family tree yeah. and everything. And even if you do, like, you're not responsible for something your great 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 grandpa did. Totally. You know? Yeah. And we could so. we could add that to this list, right? Is that and I don't have it on yeah. here, but that yeah, you're not guilty for the sin of your forefather. Mm-hmm. That's not how that works. The yeah. Bible is so clear about that, right? Ezekiel 18, right. the soul who sins shall die. Mm-hmm. It's not you don't die for the sins of somebody else. You're not punished because someone else did something. Mm-hmm. So Third thing we can say, though, is that Christians should reject that the way to fix past injustices mm-hmm. is with current injustices. Yeah. And this is like, big. this is so simple. <laughs> we, I mean, we've said it since we were kids, right? Yeah. We were told it since we were kids. Two wrongs don't make a right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's, no, there's no doubt that there's many bad things that have happened. Mm-hmm. The question is, how do you fix them? How do you go back in time and unravel the yeah. mess of the past? Yeah. This is why the Bible tells us to forgive. It's so freeing. Yeah. Well, and you know, if your solution for past racism is to be racist to someone else, how how long does that go on for? Yeah. You know, what at what point do you have to stop? And then do they do it back to you? So now you've got another generation totally. of bitterness, and totally, it's just going to go on forever. Insane. It's insane, right? And the Bible is so clear about this. It's like Exodus twenty three, uh, verses two and three says, "You shall not fall in with the many to do evil." Nor shall you bear witness in a lawsuit siding with the many so as to pervert justice, nor shall you be partial to a poor man in his lawsuit. Hmm. So take the person that Marxists or CRT, you know, theorists would say is the oppressed person in this in this instance, which is the poor man. Right. The poor man, they they, you know, they would put in there the minority, the black man, whatever. Mm-hmm. You can't be partial to somebody just because one person is wealthy and one person's poor. Right. So you can't you can't ignore justice just because you want to fix some sort of cosmic injustice, which is that this person is poor and that person's rich. You don't do that. You don't do that as Christians. You speak the truth and you judge every case on its merits, not because of who the person is and how much they have or don't have. Yeah. Or we could also add what skin color they are. Well, I think that's so wise, right? Because, you know, in a, in a situation like that, you're going to have people who would be more partial to side with the rich man, mm-hmm. you know, to maybe get some benefit from him. And then you might have someone who's just going to side with the poor man. You know, they love an underdog or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Right. But, you know, we're, we're so prone to sin in either of those ways. And yeah, scripture is so... Um, there's so much wisdom there saying yeah. like, no, we treat like these people as individuals and the situation, you know, and like you said, we, we side with truth. Yes. You know? Yes. Cause there are many warnings in scripture about siding with the rich, mm-hmm. right? James two, we'll get to that. Um, but there are many warnings of, Hey, don't pervert justice by taking a bribe or by yep. this guy's going to, you know, I scratch his back. He scratches mine, of mm-hmm. course. But also, as you said, right. Yeah. There, there are some who would say I'm on a jury, that person is rich. Mm-hmm. Maybe we've seen this recently. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And we would say, well, forget him. I'm going to stick it to him Yeah, because he's probably bad. He's probably because, he, you know, he, he has more. It's envy, right? And so you right. want to just see him taken down a peg yes. instead of saying, well, what's actually true and just? Yeah. Take the issue of, to get really controversial here, of reparations for slavery, yeah. right? The basic idea makes a lot of sense, right? Your we're, we're in California, so we, yeah. we've so seen we, a lot so of this So we're seeing this, this like, I mean, yesterday, there's yeah. like big headlines, right? Yeah. So the issue of reparations for slavery, which is a great idea at its, at its, on its face, you're like, oh yes, people were enslaved, 
there should be something done to fix that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, because you, you would have had more wealth, right? So it, it makes sense. When you hear some of this stuff as a general concept, it sounds like, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds yeah. nice. But then when you get into the nitty gritty of like, well, what does that look like? How do you do this? Yes. So yeah, so I mean, the one common question is, what if you're half black? Does yeah. half, you're half white, half black, how, does half of you have to pay the other half? Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you get nothing? Does it cancel out? Mm-hmm. What do you, so what do you do? Who do you take the money from? Mm-hmm. Take from all of society, so the the brand new immigrant from uh, Slovenia or from Mexico <laughs> has to pay for reparations for something he right. never did. Um, people have intermarried, and, and there's all sorts of complications mm-hmm. to this. You can't just say that person did something bad and they have to pay for it to this person. Right? It's all it's all muddied now. Mm-hmm. In fact, our, our governor uh, Gavin Newsom, right, who we just love, we adore him so much. Oh right? Of course, of course, he's just a, such mantle. a stellar. <laughs> Um, Gavin Newsom, he commissioned this task force to investigate reparations in California. (laughs) And the conclusion they came to was that payments should be made up to $1.2 million per person in California. Man. Which, of course, would bankrupt the state. Like, you can't, that's insane. That's insane. And it would cause a race war, right? People would be so hateful and divided. It would just Mm -hmm. cause so many problems. How much more division is that going to cause? Yeah, his response of his own task force, right? Mm -hmm. He said, Newsom said, um, dealing with that legacy of slavery is about much more than cash payments. So he said, "We're not gonna, we're not gonna do the payments because it's about so much more than that, right? It's about, you know, all of a sudden (laughs) when he has to actually deal with it, he's like, no, because how do you do this, right? You can't wait." 150 years and then say, we're going to now solve all these problems. What people really want Mm -hmm. is they want what only God can provide. Yeah. And and I get it. If you want, if you look back in the past and you say, well, my ancestors were, were dealt with unfairly and and we lost Mm -hmm. land or wealth or whatever. Mm -hmm. You're right. I, 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 you're, you're right in that. But how do you solve that? What you want is not justice. You want cosmic justice. Mm -hmm. You want to Mm -hmm. solve the universe's problems. You want what only God can do. And so the words of Romans 12 are, are so freeing for the mm-hmm. person who has been wronged or their ancestors have been wronged. Right. It says, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. So God's mm-hmm. going to one day take the tangled mess of history and unravel all of it and give to every person what they truly deserve. Yeah. So look forward to that. Yeah. But in the meantime... You and I, we can't fix this. We're yeah. going to cause worse damage by trying to fix past damage. Well, and the last thing I'll add to, to that point is many people won't like where they'll end up if they do that enough. Because if you yeah. take a piece of land and say, oh, well, this was taken from my ancestor. Okay. In a lot of situations, that person took it from someone else. Yeah. So you're going to be going back a long time. Yep. You know? Yep, absolutely. Um, you'd have to completely overturn everything which is what the crt is about right Right. it it is about a complete revolution yeah as these critical theories are so really crt is promoting bitterness bitterness because no past sins can be undone Mm -hmm. It, it, it can't work that way and so it imprisons people in this perpetual bitterness with no way of escaping it thinking that if i just had a little bit more if i could just get something then they could, could fix this, and yet it's always just out of reach. And right. so it's against any idea of forgiveness for past sins of this kind. It demands payment that can only be given by God. Yeah. It demands complete control. So it's, it's a very damaging uh, and poisonous ideology. 
So the fifth thing we see, though, is that Christians should reject CRT because we value the truth. So there are obvious lots of implications to CRT, but one of the most basic ones that we shouldn't bypass is it's not true. And so it sometimes feels much more compassionate and loving to lie to somebody Mm -hmm. than to tell them the truth. Right. I mean, it feels so much better to just say to somebody the reason why you're in the situation that you are. Mm -hmm. It's entirely because of other people, people that you can't even see, people behind the scenes, that are keeping you down and oppressing you all the time, that feels compassionate. But in reality, lie lying is never good. Yeah, and, and even a compassionate lie is not good. Mm-hmm. And it's we, we we've seen that struggle, you know, with some of these other topics we've been going through. You yeah, know, where it's like, oh man, I, I want to just lie to this person to get out of this conversation, or I don't want to hurt their feelings, you know, with the truth. Yeah. But like the most loving thing you can do is tell them the truth. Yeah. You know, or this is really fashionable right now. Everyone's everyone's kind of saying this. And so I have to say it. Mm -hmm. And so I saw a lot of people, you know, during that George Floyd season confessing that they were racist. And I'm like, maybe maybe you are, you know, and if Mm -hmm. so, you should spend a lot more time focusing on your own confession of Mm -hmm. your sins and less time condemning everyone else and assuming everyone else is like you. But I think for a lot of people, like I knew some of these people and I'm like, I've never seen you do anything yeah. that's smacked of racism. I think you're just going along with, with this, yeah, this uh, virtue signaling that was happening. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's a lie to tell people that the entire country is racist against them. Yeah. It's a lie to tell people that the entire legal system is going to make it so they can never succeed. Mm-hmm. And it builds this artificial prison around so many people mm-hmm. because they've been told they'll never be anything. They'll never succeed. It's impossible. Imagine if you were told that every day. Imagine if you believed that. Oh my that. goodness. Yeah. Imagine the kind of life that you would live. You'd probably live according to that lie. Yeah. And it's it's kind of to me it's kind of maybe this is a stretch, but it feels to me like the racial equivalent of Proverbs 22:13, mm-hmm. right, which says the sluggard says there's a lion outside. I shall be killed in the streets. So I, you could paraphrase like like the CRT theorist says. There's a racist outside. I can never succeed. Right. Yeah. The idea of this this proverb is. I mean, there's always somewhere out there a lion. Mm-hmm. But you you use some some example that's true enough to yeah. justify then living in a way that lacks personal responsibility because you totally. say it's not safe to go out there. Yeah. And it's not true. It's not true. Don't believe the lies that are being told to you. If you're a minority person, don't believe that. There are many people mm-hmm. out there who are rooting for you, who are not racist, who mm-hmm. want to design a system where we can all succeed and share in the blessings of liberty. So, yeah. There yeah, the reality is though even though there are bad people out there, you have to take responsibility for yourself. Definitely. Yeah. And and you can't control everything in your life. But you can control a lot of things, and the Bible is so clear that hard work pays off, and diligence, and and uh, just constantly having discipline to do the right thing, yeah. that you can very often succeed. Yeah, no, and I think it's it's great that we're talking about this topic because it's like we don't want to continue um, what other people are doing, which is lying to you about this kind of stuff. Like, no, we we want you to succeed. We want you. Um, yeah, to uh, live a live a life that's um, happy and um, mentally healthy, you know, and this stuff's going to drag you down, yeah. you know, the, the people telling you that this stuff is true. Those are the people that really are acting hateful towards you. Yeah. And it's also I think you can say on the other side, too. It's also sad and mm-hmm. not true if you're a person who is that kind of 
you know, oppressor class, you're a white male or whatever, mm-hmm. straight, stuff like that, that to, to accept or to sort of think that mm-hmm. every person who's of a minority yeah. must dislike you or something. That's also falling into the same trap because it's right. not true. Right. It's not true. And there are bad people out there. There are foolish people out there, but that's not everybody. So mm-hmm. we can't get sucked into this kind of thinking. It's incredibly damaging mm-hmm. um, and dividing, divisive. So instead of promoting CRT, my recommendation would be that Christians should be colorblind. We should be colorblind. I know this gets laughed at all the time. It's yeah. like so passe and ridiculous and all that stuff. And of course, there's a you know there's a wrong way of expressing this. Mm-hmm. But but this this kind of viewpoint is completely rejected by CRT theorists. Yeah. They 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 hate this. Mm-hmm. But what I mean by this is not that we shouldn't value other cultures or recognize the beauty of different ethnicities, all those things. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's great. Um, or that we should pretend that we don't know what people look like. Right? Yeah. I don't even see, I don't even yeah. see oh what people are you. <laughs> um, what I mean by this is what we, people have always meant by this, mm-hmm. which is that we value people as humans in the image of God mm-hmm. and we treat them without taking into account one race or the other. Yeah. We don't care. In other words, we just yeah. don't care. So this sin of partiality is addressed in James chapter 2, mm-hmm. right? In that context of a, a rich person coming into to church and you're favoring them over someone else. He says this in James 2.8, If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. Mm-hmm. So the simple idea there is you're called by God in this central law in scripture to love your neighbor. Yeah. There's nothing about any sort of external characteristics there simply follow that law. But if you show partiality, you're starting to, to meet out, I should love this person or I shouldn't love this person, right? right? And that that's what racism is, is it's saying one person has some greater value because of something external, something shallow. Yeah. And God rejects that and yeah. calls us not to live that way. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, how sad would you be, right, if someone just wanted to be your friend because of the color of your skin, yeah. you know? And like and that it was, happens today. It does. It absolutely does. Yeah. Super sad. That's people's, yeah, number one motivating factor at times. So, but yeah, we as Christians, right, we, we're not friends or we don't interact or treat someone a certain way just because of the color of their skin, yeah. right? We're, we don't have that sin of partiality. And, you know, when we're going to certain churches, we're not going to go to a certain church just because they have the same skin color as us or because some church meet some diversity quota or anything like that, right? That's right. So CRT, it's prevalent everywhere in our culture. So I hope you're more informed by it. I hope that you see how scripture applies to to these beliefs. And we'd love to hear your thoughts. Maybe you disagree with us, or maybe you have something to add about some of the dangers of CRT. Feel free to leave a comment. But I want to encourage you from God's word to always be growing in your wisdom and to be applying God's word to the wisdom of the world around us.